Welcome everyone to another episode of Retro Encounter. I'm your host Josh Curry. With me is Marcos Gaspar. Hey. Mike Solosi. Hello. Peter Treisenberg. Hi everybody. And Chris Gavar. Hello. And we're here to actually talk about us playing Pokemon instead of us talking about all of our wonderful childhood experiences with Pokemon. <laughs> so, hey, we're actually doing what we're supposed to be doing for once. Yay. Yay. So if you, for some reason, didn't listen to the first podcast, uh, you'll notice that I just said Pokemon, not a color of Pokemon, because each of us are playing a different color of Pokemon. We have somebody from every generation, all sorts of different colors. It's a terrible rainbow. But yeah, so it's, it's a little bit more generalized, but unlike last time, we'll actually dig in. So let's get going. Before we begin, allow us all to express our congratulations to Josh Curry, the host, because for the latest addition to his family. He has his first child. Yeah. yeah! Congratulations, yeah. Young Silas Curry. Age yeah. a few months. Which is, which is a badass name. Age, a few, age seven like a few days. Weeks. Okay, alright. Age one week. <laughs> Happy one week yeah. birthday to Silas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've totally uh, lost concept of time. I, I thought he was born in 2015. No, it would have been great for taxes, but no, he decided to wait. <laughs> Um, the brakes. Yeah, so it's, it's been crazy at my household. Um, uh, one, of, one of the things we did planning on this was we kind of thought, hey, okay, Pokemon, portable game. Be super, super easy to, I don't know, like bring a portable device to a hospital. I don't know, like, I, I'm not sure. I was like, oh, my wife will be in labor and I'll have time to, like, go over to the corner and catch some Pokemon. Um, yes, that did not happen. Oh, all right, shocker. <laughs> and then on top of that, I, I planned it even worse. I was like, oh, well, I don't know. I might have some free time. Let's bring my Vita as well, because that makes sense. So of course, the free time I actually did have when like everybody was asleep. Later, better bring my portable video games. <laughs> yeah, well, because you have you can't leave the home without them. I brought my laptop, my iPad, my Vita, <laughs> and my 3DS. Oh if for some reason I had to get stuck there for the rest of my life, I was at least <laughs> was set with entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> All you needed was a Wi-Fi connection and you could conquer the world. Oh, they had wonderful Wi-Fi. At times, I swear, their Wi-Fi is better than my house. And I was like, what is going on? Come on. Um, so, yeah, then uh, well, uh, there's like a side conversation to this. But, yeah, so we were sitting there. And I was like, so I have some free time. So, of course, what I play, I play Persona 4. I was like, well, that's stupid. I've played Persona 4 so many times. Let's play something else. So I played Danganronpa. Um, so I started digging into that. So, yeah. I Wait, wait, wait. So while you were waiting for your child to enter the world, you played a game about Killing children kids. murdering each other? Yeah. Oh, Isn't okay. that beautiful? Uh-huh. No, no, no. So, um, that makes perfect sense. No, right. I, 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 did, I didn't do the jackassery move where uh, I'm the guy that wasn't there for my wife throughout the whole thing. I helped throughout the whole process. She's obviously very tired afterwards. I was like on this huge emotional high. Like when they took the baby to check some stuff, I played then. Like when everybody else was napping or doing stuff and I couldn't help out. That's why I like... I don't know. It was like a palate cleanser for the crazy, crazy couple days. And yeah. So I did not play a lot of Pokemon. I mean, the one nice thing, though, is like I joked about last episode, everybody's played so much Pokemon. I can obviously still discuss everything. But yeah, thank you guys for the congratulations. 
I'm being a terrible host because I'm not fully prepared for the episode. <laughs> I I think having an excuse of raising a child instead of raising Pokemon is is more than enough. So, you know what? In all fairness, though, there's not much that different. Like, okay, oh. okay all right. Wasn't expecting that response. <laughs> did did Silas hatch from an egg? Confused. <laughs> I, I cannot confirm or deny. That's very personal between my wife and I. Okay, um, but when, there was definitely the, the video... there was a certain number of steps that had to be made before before the, the baby would arrive. <laughs> yeah, so that's why you that's why you just ride your bike in front of the in front of them in front of the you know the daycare <laughs> waiting for the egg to hatch. And at some points, I wanted him to level up, so I left him with some trainers, nice. you know, like the daycare, try to see if he'd learn some new skills. Um, they were not very successful. What? Does he at least have like a good nature and IVs and all that stuff? Like he seems to. It, 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 he looks strong thus far. Good. All right. <laughs> well, this uh, one has a modest nature. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That one was scared. But is he a shiny? He is a shiny. Oh, excellent! Oh, wow. You finally yeah. caught one. Yeah. What are the numbers on that that you found it was like one in eight thousand or something? I think yeah. so. Yeah, so you have a rare baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to get lucky sometime, right? Mm. So, <laughs> on to a serious conversation. Let's talk about Pokemon, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess, kind of starting off, I sorry, Mike, but I really don't care about your opinion. You've played, this, <laughs> you've played it so much, we kind of, like, I, I feel like you knew exactly what to expect. I, I know, Peter, with you playing SoulSilver, there was some stuff that you had not encountered or like you kind of had new thoughts on the game. So I'm kind of interested to jump on that to kind of get the conversation going. Okay. Well, the interesting thing about um, Gen 2 and the Gen 4 remakes is that um, they actually open up an entire second quest. So you do the whole eight gym badges, fight the Elite Four, become champion, it's the Pokemon story, repeat as necessary. Um, but in this one, you actually get to go back to Kanto, um, the the region from the very first game, and um, you get to explore the whole thing. There are parts of it that are kind of shortened. Um, some, are, some are actually expanded upon. Overall, it's a pretty faithful recreation. And then you get to fight all six, all eight gym leaders from that region, and eventually go on to fight the protagonist from the first game, um, which is a really, really awesome way to do a sequel, especially to like one of your like this, this huge game is visit the whole world map from the first game. Like you're adding a ton of value to your title. And I'm, I'm having trouble thinking of like an RPG that has done something similar to that. It's because of that specifically that uh, Silver, and I guess by extension Gold, was always my favorite Pokemon game. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, my, it's my favorite, too, for basically the same reason. Um, and I, I don't know if I'd call it a second quest exactly, but it's definitely a really nice value of sort of a post-game, where other Pokemon games that have a post-game will maybe have, like, one little island or something. This has the, the nostalgia factor and the extra content of an entire new world map. And it's it, it, was, it's a, it was a mind blow when I played that when I was... I don't know, fifteen or however, however old, but it's it, it's really good in the remake too. Yeah, and it's a lot more freeform than like the 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 main game is. Like I noticed this when you first you you get um at Viridian at uh, Vermilion City, which is the third city you go to in the in red, blue, yellow, 
and then from there it's relatively open like there are some roadblocks here and there like some gym leaders won't show up until you trigger certain events um is there there, there is a snorlax sleeping somewhere right <laughs> yes there is literally right, right outside the, the first city you get to there's a snorlax so you can't get to the other side of the map without awesome bikes in <laughs> that way and and then um the way you actually wake up snorlax you have to instead of getting a pokey flute you have to tune the radio to the pokey flute channel which is apparently a thing um that's awesome there's apparently a radio station that just flute <laughs> sound 24 7 um that's I really, really easy that's, listening that's fantastic <laughs> it's like it's like your soul music channel and now tonight on pokemon <laughs> but it's 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 neat and there's a and there's just a lot of like little touches in it's hard called soul silver like that i don't think like it was the intro and gold and silver was the introduction of the day night cycle they added um the radio which is f the radio and um you get you can get cell phone calls from other trainers which is not great but sometimes they'll clue you into like items and stuff most of the time it's just joey calling to tell you about his top percentage rattata Oh, <laughs> and really important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I got I got a guy named Derek, and I texted Derek, uh, tweeted at him, being like, "Hey, Derek, this guy really wants to tell me about his tentacruel." Oh, 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 oh. you you t you tweeted <laughs> RPG fans, Derek, about the Pokemon trainer, Derek. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I, I had it's to, like that I you have to, to expound upon that. No, I I had to, that was for my own benefit because I was really confused for a second. Like, but. Yeah, I, I remember um, that day-night cycle stuff is why a lot of old cartridges of gold and silver don't work anymore. Is because they had to have yeah, a, a, a built-in battery pack uh, to, oh. so that the, so that the um, cartridge always knew what time it was properly. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and as a result, the battery save has failed on a lot of the, uh, those old cartridges, and they're frozen at whatever time of day it was when, uh, when the battery died. So I yep, so yeah my yeah my my old one thinks it's the middle of the night forever now but uh but the new ones they just look at the DS's clock so they don't need to have any live battery taking care of that that's really useful because especially since oh, yeah. I decided at the last minute I wanted to train I wanted an Umbreon and I was at nice. work and the internal clock hadn't quite ticked over so I would just said screw it and I bumped up the time so it was like morning so it was nighttime. Yep, so that added some a few hours trying to level up your Pokemon's happiness to get it to max so you can get an Umbreon. Um I did wanna I did wanna have I do have a couple nitpicks. Um mainly the fact that um and this is mostly I feel the fact that I'm coming off of XY Omega Alpha and I mentioned I kind of mentioned this last time, I think. I forgot about TMs not being recyclable and that was an ill omen. Mm -hmm. Um Right. Because when, when did they when did they start doing that? Black and white. Yeah, I think it was. Okay, I yeah, I, I do not remember. Yeah, and I mean that that's useful, but like so in like um grinding Pokemon, they change they've changed in each I think in each gen they change slightly how EXP gets distributed, and so it takes a little longer to level up your team, but it means leveling up a balanced team is. Um, take a lot more. It's not difficult, but more time consuming. And I found myself like slightly under leveled at the end. So, which may actually made the champion fight more fun. Um, that was a pretty epic battle. But now that I'm on, um, I'm on, I'm at Mount Silver and I'm, I want to go fight red, but his team is like all in the eighties. And my team is 
Uh, my Typhlosion is 60, and then like the rest of my team is like mid 50s. So I'm, I'm probably going to need to grind a bit more to, to make yeah, them a match. That's really low. Yeah, but it's weird because like the gym, the, the gym leader, like the last gym leader had a level sixty Pokemon. I think is his top his top Pokemon, which was doable. So it's like a twenty level jump. Doesn't the uh, think... doesn't doesn't the Elite Four go up in level after you uh, get all sixteen badges? Yeah, so they do. That, that's how I leveled up. I just fought the upgraded Elite Four over and over. When mm-hmm. I when and I played I Heart, game... when I played uh, when I played the DS remakes, that is sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and the game probably expects me you to go and catch legendaries and do um I also miss getting experience from catching Pokemon. That's a feature they added in the later games that was a godsend. That is really uh, nice. That was one of my favorite things about X. I'm not sure yeah, I'm sure it was there in black and black two when I played that, but I just didn't recognize I don't remember remembering. Well, that was really so terrible. I don't, I don't remember it, but Marcus <laughs> is they add it. Uh, I don't remember. I only caught like four Pokemon. <laughs> so sorry. Thanks, Marcos. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, and, and that's usually like... honestly, that's usually how I play anyway. Like I, I don't. I, I have a my. I usually just I try to map out the team I'm gonna build beforehand, and catch the Pokemon that I want. And then either like if they're story legendaries, I'll try to catch them. I usually don't do legendary hunt. I don't like using legendaries for some reason. Like they're cool, but I always feel like I you like raising a team it. of creatures. It's like I like raising I like the idea conceptually of you are this kid who raised a team of creatures who are like your ever your companions. Yep. And I feel really weird about like us about like having Poke Jesus in my party. Yeah, that's ah. a, I totally feel the same way. I, I spent a lot of time in yellow catching the three uh legendaries and I like I had I was using the Zapdos for a little bit and then I switched to her map pretty quickly because I just but wanted you, to go back yeah. to what I was using. Mm-hmm. And I Does like it make me like terrible Pokemon. that I love just beasting on everybody with all the OP Pokemon. No, it, no it's, it's just not like, terrible. It's, it's more just I'm like Peter. I just kind of role played in my head of like, no, but these were the ones who got me here, so they're the yeah, ones. Yeah, but they're, the journey they're chumps. You're right. <laughs> they got the you there to the point that you could no, actually, gang up all, with all six of them on one guy and then have him forever. Just to help me pretty much go through the Elite Four on his own. Yeah. Yeah, you always have that like that starter Pokemon that usually just destroys. Oh, so great! Yeah, yeah the so, starter Pokemon is like a god among a god among Pokemon by the end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's why I guess for me, my attachment was always only on my starter, and I would try to like hand pick, I like cherry pick through the way, like oh, I want this, I want that, I want that. But at the end of the day, I, I'm going to roll through with whatever is the most powerful, and I might spend time grinding to get one up to that point. But if I come along and I catch a Mewtwo. You better believe that Mewtwo is going to be in that party. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Josh, I pulled a U in Sapphire, so I guess I I spent the time that you weren't able to play this game with having a kid. But I found an Abra. Nice. By find, I mean I spent like two hours trying to catch a freaking Abra because it would keep just vanishing. Yep. Because he's he's the worst, but he's, he's the best. A jerk. Yeah, he's the worst. See, and, and that's uh, why at the end of the day. If I find something better than him in the long run, I'm getting rid of that jerk because I don't want him around. Because <laughs> you remember how long <laughs> Bring back the PTSD of the hours spent trying to catch him. <laughs> I feel like, you know what? This is what you get. Go back to the ball. You stay Go, go on a computer. Forever. <laughs> Just rename him the- Butthead and then have him sit alone in, the, in an empty box. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Abra's the worst. I really, really hate catching him, which is terrible because he Kadabra is like one of my favorite Pokemon. 
Well, I I think the worst one to catch is the well worst three to catch are the trio of Chansey, Tauros, and Kangaskhan in the Safari Zone. Yeah, because uh, they have they have super low appearance rates and super low catch rates, so it's just a pain one, in the rear the only getting them every time. That was the only one. I I did not do any of them for this playthrough, but when I did a 151 playthrough ages ago, I had to get all three, and that was that was not a fun couple of days. Uh, the Safari Zone is the worst. Yeah, yeah it's it, yeah. They fixed it in later games, but in yes. Red and Blue, the Safari Zone is miserable. Yeah, unless That's, you do a glitch. You know, uh, you, know, you know what sucks though, like when it comes to catching Pokemon, what? Ro roaming legendaries. Oh, oh God! Yeah. <laughs> no, stop! Yeah, the, the, no, the, the stupid gerbils and gold and silver, and then the uh, the what, what? Yeah, well, what are they like? Um, gerbils. They're, they're, they're dogs. They're like oh. the legendary dogs. I was like, what are you talking about? I, yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean. Uh, I, I mean, I, I always th I remember on some forum. I think it was probably Game Facts. Everyone called them gerbils because there was a big argument that no one uh, could decide whether they were cats or dogs or neither. So they're like, "Hey, they're gerbils," and then everyone just decided, "Yeah, they're sure, they're gerbils." So yeah, they all they're usually on those forums. They were always called the legendary gerbils, which I still find funny. <laughs> so I, I that's that what I call funny. them. But, but like, uh, yeah, no, roaming legendary sucks. <laughs> in in. In the, in, in the remake, um, after you beat Misty, um, Steven, uh, the champion from Gen 3, shows up and is like, hey, person I've never met, have you heard of Latios? I heard that Latios can be caught around this area. And I'm just like, no, thank you. <laughs> Go back to your game. Whenever you bring up the map, there's like, there'll be a little like Pokemon face walking around some random corner where you can catch him. Or is that just later ones? Yeah. No, that that's that's how it works, and they change um whatever route they're on um every time you enter a new route or a new yeah. or a building or whatever. So pinpointing where they, if you're actually like hunting them, pinpointing where they are is annoying, and they run away from you like the first turn they get. Yeah, yeah, you know it'd be really scary if um instead of you hunting them, they were hunting you. Yes. Oh, the raptors in the tall grass. That would be awesome. But then the worst part is you want them to catch you. <laughs> So we're so that's the only, like that sounds amazing, but that's like where it breaks down. Is like you know what? Please come to me. I would love no, no, to catch no, you. What if they're hunting you from the beginning of the game? So when they're level sixty, all you have only level one stuff, and you're just trying to avoid them until you're strong enough to actually <laughs> catch them. It's like yeah, Pokemon. No. So it's like Bioshock it's like, too. It's like sure. the Grim Reaper from Persona Three uh, and Four. It's it. <laughs> nice. Maybe like uh, Xenoblade or or, uh, or Xenoblade Chronicles where. You have these like level seventies walking around, even the second area of the game, that you just have to desperately try and avoid until you're strong enough to fight them. Yeah, kind of like Final so, Fantasy Twelve too. God, a survivalist Pokemon game would be so nuts. We so we cool. talked about um that stupid mode last time, Blitz, whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, that. Well, when that's one of those really mode. when one of those guys die, they're they're not dead dead that you can revive them with like something right no you have to put uh, them in no, the PC and not use them again yeah you're not allowed to use revive items okay yeah because i was thinking about that because i um you can I you was... can use healing items but not revive items okay there would be you, you brought up like a survival game there would be something interesting that if things died like you couldn't bring them back or that there was actually truly yeah. Not, I'm not even, I, I hate permadeath, so I'm not even pushing to that. But there, there could be consequences. Like there's a chance. Like you could have a bad roll. 
um, more like let's say like in a Valkyria Chronicles or a or a Tactics where you get three turns to revive them, kind of right. Thing. Yeah, because it's it's one of those things. There isn't consequences to that. So you could have something where Marcos is saying, like, it'd be really cool to be hunted by these people instead of searching for them. Maybe. Well, I, I think part of what appeals the, the Nuzlocke challenge to some people is that healing is extremely easy in Pokemon. And uh, unless you go out of your way, there isn't any permanence to death or anything. Like, like you can heal anything completely full for free at your leisure unless you're in the middle of a fight. And there's and, no major consequence for everything, you know, fainting and, slash dying. And also, right. I mean, we're totally only speculating on uh, how weird a uh, or interesting a Pokemon survivalist game would be. But this is an, a turn-based RPG for kids. They're not really interested yeah, no, in making a, a, a survivalist Pokemon RPG, like Far Cry with Pokemon or something. That's what I want, <laughs> Which, but you're right. <laughs> I'd, I'd play that, actually. I would play the shit out of that. Instead of, there's no guns, only different Pokeballs. Uh, <laughs> man, that, I would play that. that but anyway. Um, fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's not the kind of game Pokemon is. No. For yeah. most, if you want for that, play the Rick and Morty mobile game. My roommate was playing that, like, literally, like, as we were getting ready for this podcast. Rick and Morty <laughs> nice. Pokemon is Catch More Morty. Yeah. Hilarious. And then if Not you sure. if you faint, bird person shows up and takes you to the nearest health clinic. It's pretty fantastic. That actually does sound fantastic. <laughs> so, so Mike, Marcos, with your, oh. your yeah. playthrough, are you still just rolling with your two Pokemon? Um, um, well, it was really one Pokemon at the for the Elite Four. I beat the entire final segment with Mew. Uh, basically, yeah, uh, and everything. Yeah, it was. It, me was really strong. <laughs> yeah, that's cheating. I, uh, I and I and I taught it. Uh, it learned psychic on its own, and then I just taught it three very, very good TMs, and just beat the entire rest of the game with it. It's uh, it, it, I totally cheated and used an exploitative glitch to beat the game, but whatever. I'm just, I've I've beaten red or blue dozens of times, so I'm I don't feel that bad about doing it for this. For platinum, I basically beat the game with three Pokemon that I had traded from another game so yeah i, I cheated for that one too <laughs> and uh but um this wow. time it was it was jolteon tyranitar and salamence and uh yeah it, it worked out perfectly fine um the but regarding basically how the two narratives different the the one thing that uh i that felt really good about blue and red other than nostalgia was how much of a jerk your rival character is and yeah. <laughs> uh, the extreme satisfaction you get from finally kicking his ass at the very end of the, you know, of the Pokemon journey. He's always been there just being annoying and asking you to smell him later. Ugh. And you and finally, finally, he's at the top and you knock him off and it rules. He's he is a believable jerk and it's super and he's a, there isn't any Pokemon villain or NPC that's uh, I, I think as effective as him, or certainly not in Platinum. Where you don't think, where, yeah, you hate him the silver, most. Silver, yeah. Silver from Gen Two is a close second. The rival nah, he, from that game. He, he, he's a tries, jerk, but he's but I, I don't he think he's as, really, as satisfying he, to beat. He tries really hard to out Gary Gary, but it doesn't work. Do are we calling him Gary or Blue? Like what? I don't know what his name is. Whatever. He can be I, both. I, Blue I've Gary. I've always called him Blue. He but, is um, both Gary and not Gary simultaneously. He's but, named after Shigeru Miyamoto in the Japanese language versions. 
Uh, but but, but we all named him. But let's be real here. Or, or <laughs> you know, or some permutation of juvenile yep. uh, language. But yep. yeah, uh, it was really satisfying beating him. Other than that, I mean, the 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 biggest difference between red between red and platinum was really transparency. Because with red, you don't even know what an attack does until you use it and or check the internet or something. All you have, all you know about an attack by observing it. Uh, from menus is its type and its PP value, where in Platinum, it'll tell you the attack power of it and what it does in different Pokemon contests and uh, and every special effect it has. It, that level of transparency was very welcome after in, in, two, in, a, in playing Red and Blue, I would find a TM for, I don't know, Razor Wind or something, and I have no memory of what Razor Wind does and not be able to know anything about it. So yeah, the big difference was transparency, and the best part of Red and Blue is beating up your rival. The rivals always seemed like a really stupid thing, and I, I unfortunately didn't play far enough in Axe. Uh, they did a really interesting that you start off with like five other people from your town, and you're all friends. Yeah, it's really cool. I like that. Oh, that, it, that is neat. Huh. It really, really threw yeah, me cool. off because... The only you... two of them are really like rivals, though. Well, I didn't get it far enough to have, kind of have that turn. There's, there's like a friendly camaraderie, though, for yep. some of them. And one of them wants to dance, and one of them wants to do research. But it, it seems more realistic. It's not like, hey, you also got a Pokemon. I should hate you. No, like, yeah, everyone's like, no, we're going to do it together. We're going to get there together as a group. And along the way, we're just going to test each other out. Yeah, sometimes we'll battle. Sometimes we'll help each other out. And I, I really – I liked that much more. I, I love the idea of having – a true enemy, um, which hypothetically you'd say, hey, all the gym leaders, the uh, lead four, whatever team, whatever. No, they, they, they're not really enemies. They, they're, I mean, they respond to you positively after you beat them most of the time, or at least the gym leaders in Elite yeah. Four do. So I mean, that, uh, that should be your, your, your obstacle. It shouldn't be your friend from childhood. Yeah, it's no. always some crime syndicate that's your really your obstacle that plays the villain role. Yeah. Uh, like, um, Pokemon feels like a, a celebratory RPG that, you know, rewards time and research and, and tries to make players feel good and put them in a position to win. It's, uh, which, I mean, makes the, uh, the red and blue rival even seem more out of place. Like, this was a game where everyone is nice except for the leader, except for Team Rocket and this jerk. Yeah. That's your, that was your next door neighbor. Yeah. And, I don't know. Maybe that's why. I last, maybe that's why I think he's a more effective character than anyone in Platinum. But that's also why I. That, it, weirdly, it's something I like about Sapphire as well. And since this was my first time going through it, your rival is the son of the Professor Oak character, mm-hmm. and he's also like in 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 X. He's just a nice guy who is actually really supportive, but also wants to battle with you to see how you're progressing. And if you beat him, he's like, "Oh wow." crap, you're actually doing a really good job. Didn't realize that. But he's yeah. not a jerk. He's not that just ha-ha-ha snotty little kid that you just want to punch, but you can't because there's a screen in the way. <laughs> and that game is too nice to let you physically, you know, beat the crap but out of someone I, else. But sometimes I want that punchable kid. I, uh, and, yeah. and, and, red and Red and Blue gave it to me. Oh, it does. And that's one thing with Yellow. It, I just love destroying him at the end being like oh your annoying horrible writing is and, finally and put honestly, to rest there, shut up forever there is a rival character in uh platinum who's also in diamond and pearl from my memory but he's he's 
he's just sort of an annoying spaz, I guess. He's uh, he's always just sprinting from off screen and crashing into you, and and uh, he's basically sort of hyperactive and always reacts with disbelief when you beat him. But is yeah. right. ultimately not not a villain. But whatever. He's 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 not as fun to beat up as Blue slash Gary. Ugh, Gary. <laughs> Gary. Gary. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Who somehow had ten gym badges? <laughs> yes, he did. Oh yeah, and he, and he I forgot he becomes a gym leader in uh, Gold and Silver, right? He replaces Giovanni and Viridian, doesn't? He? Did I, am I making that up? Yeah, I he played does. It, can't help yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, I thought so. Which again, it just leader. and he's he is no sequel. less of a jerk. <laughs> he won't fight you until you have all set. He like literally like he 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 won't he leaves the gym. Like apparently he just is never at home. Just and like you that. find him. And you find him out at uh Mount, at Cinnabar Island, which the volcano there has erupted and the town is just gone. Oh, um, nice! And and he's busy. right. I forgot. He's busy. Like and it's, it's actually that's actually the interesting thing about Kanto in that game is that you see how it's progressed and some of it is really positive. Like there's a lot of like there's an interesting undercurrent of technology like taking over like people's lives and nature like getting it away like getting its way like because like there's like a girl whose house got torn down to build the railway line to joda and you find you have to do a quest for her her house is somewhere else in town now the poke the pokemon tower is now the radio tower and all the graves got moved um to mr fuji's house it's pretty depressing and yeah and cinnabar island is just a pokemon center and ashes i was yeah i was gonna say like are you telling me that he's there just standing in like a, a island filled of ash and like lava <laughs> yeah Pompeii he's like literally shadows just, of people he's literally like, I, don't, I did not remember that oh crap he's like standing in the crater like pontificating about the destructive power of nature and then he sees you and he's like what do you want I'm not oh he's not like once upon a time this was a happy place and he comes <laughs> just short of that like and then and then um then yeah and then you have to go fight um Blaine before him, and Blaine has now moved his gym to Seafoam Islands, where you can catch Articuno. And it's literally just like a cave with like he moved his gym there, and it's like, hi, we're kind of rough, but I'll battle you, sure. Is it the same cave, pretty much, from where? It's, yeah, it's the same cave. Game? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like the same layout and everything, which is it's neat. And then and yeah, then you fight. Um, then you go to to um Blue's gym, and he's like, yeah, he he's no less of a jerk in this game. He just like. He he he's like he's like he gets here and he's like I was the champion for like five minutes because <laughs> I'm better than you and I'm just like uh, champion of Jodo let's roll nice so what about you Marcos how did your playthrough go it went really well I ended up just using uh I think like four Pokemon altogether like my starting Pokemon uh Arcanine uh, Haxorus and whatever the third evolution was of Sandile and that's it. Nice. Yeah, I. It was really smooth. Um, just playing through it, and I don't think I have any bad uh memories with. It. I just really enjoyed it. The only thing I probably would uh change was uh yeah. Now nah, the only the only thing I would change would probably be uh the amount of like team plasma fights because I kind of just wanted to get to the end of the game. Yeah. Like, when I finally got to the uh, frigate, and I was like, you know what, we got to end this right now, and I'm glad they finally did. Like you end up fighting the uh, the person who was uh, not in charge, but like was left in charge, and I don't want to spoil it. But 
Right, one. yeah, it, it's different from the guy from the weird eco terrorist guy in black and white. Yeah, uh, Get Gettis or Get Gets or whatever his Gastis. name is. Yeah. Gastis. Uh, yeah. Uh, can, we, can, we, can we can we talk about how the villains in Pokemon get get worse with every game? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, I remember thinking the guy in black, regular black and white, was an interesting concept because uh, it was a super I, interesting concept. It, it was a super it, interesting concept that they didn't really. Yeah, it was like a guy with. raised by Pokemon who uh, wanted to free all Pokemon from their Pokeball prisons and stuff. It, it's that's sort of hilarious, but except their whole yeah, team it, uses Pokemon. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. really. Uh, and I think it's funny, like uh, in the second game, uh, Black and White Two, uh, they turn uh, they turn that guy into uh, literally he looks like a hobo, but <laughs> by the time so you meet him a second time, he's like in his whole clothes are like torn up. He's like just wearing dark clothing, and he's like he looks like he's ready to die. He's just and the guy they, shaking they, quietly at two in the morning, they, talking to himself like I was a champion once. I was a man. I was a something. And you're like, okay, crazy dude, don't need to talk to you anymore. <laughs> didn't they turn Team Plasma into pirates too? Like, yeah, that's that was weird. That's a thing. Yeah, they if, Team Aqua kind of dresses like pirates too. Team Aqua is like the pirate. Yeah, that's team. that's acceptable though. This is not acceptable. <laughs> that's acceptable. Uh, they're like sky pirates, I guess, if you want to call it like that, because they had that frigate and they were all over the place. But yeah, they Team Plasma. Pokemon playing. of Arcadia. Yeah, I've, I've Captain that game. Cap- is Captain Bosch a Pokemon master? I wasn't aware. Captain <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bosch. But yeah, so, no. So, Chris, you're playing a uh, Sapphire, right? A li- I, that one I, I wasn't able to get all the way through, but I got, I'd say, about half so, the way through. So, which team of genocidal maniacs did you side with? Oh, which team of genocidal maniacs? <laughs> because you have to pick, you have to end up on, you end up on one of, um, on depending on whether you play Ruby or Sapphire, and by extension the remakes, you are either on the side that wants to get rid of all sea life and water uh. and turn the man- land into a scorched wasteland, yeah. or the team that wants to flood the planet. Yeah, Wait, both what? of those plans are really, really short-sighted. Yeah, exactly. I really don't remember this. Yeah, no, no matter what, you're on the other team's yes. side. Yeah, yeah there, there's two evil play. teams, and it's it's they're poorly thought out. They, they needed to have a second draft of their plan or something. <laughs> They like functioning in extremes. They're 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 fans of hyperbole. And uh, uh, since I water Pokemon, I flood flood floods the way to go. Yeah, uh, not you know, place team. for the guy to swim. Be happy instead of his Pokeball. You know, that's why that's why Emerald was better because in Emerald they're both evil, and Rayquaza just shows up and is like, "I'm tired of dealing with your crap." Really? That's awesome. Yeah, it's basically what happens. She's <laughs> really cool. That's pretty funny, and it's not the last team to do that. Like Pokemon Black, uh, no, uh, Pokemon White, uh, Y and X, like uh, Lysander, a complete like uh, implied genocide. And yeah, Professor Sycamore is like, oh, what a guy! Look, my best buddy over here. Like, he just yeah. wanted to be loved, and I'm just like, he was literally going to murder everybody. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna kill everything. He's like, what a, what a guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, was... e- the evil organizations in the Pokemon games aren't always, you know, the the most well th- thought out organizations, and they just keep getting foiled by ten year old children. So yeah, they're, I mean, they're I mean, how yeah, how effective are they really? So uh, this is probably going to be another moment where everybody's like, "Hey, Josh is a real jerk." <laughs> 
I kind of yeah. wish in the game you could just skip it. Like, you could literally just at the beginning, like, because that was the first time I was like, hey, kid, leave us alone. Now she could be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll leave him alone. <laughs> sure. I, I got I got a, I got a gym battle, battle to go do. If you could just, like, not screw up the town until I'm done. Cool. Good. Yeah, yeah like I feel like if Pokemon... If Pokemon wasn't like a linear JRPG, like a like then I feel like that could be an interesting like thing for them to do. Because so and that's I I I kind of praised X when I came back to it about how fresh it felt. Um, and I'm not sure if it's just kind of visually or like you kind of talk about like the starting group or whatever it might be. But kind of the disappointing part is it still kind of gets bogged down with just the random BS that you have to do. Yep, that's actually um, mm-hmm. one thing I really love about. The, the first gem is as much as there's tons of little annoyances like not even being able to run which going back to can be a little frustrating just a little but I like how there just isn't that much exterior content it's pretty much just train you run into rocket a few times go to the Pokemon tower go to this one other place and then it's kind of like alright finish the game done yeah and that, and that, I think that's part of the where uh, Peter was talking about was silver with the second half of the game or the last little portion when you go to the uh, last eight badges, and it, he said it was like streamlined, and that also might be one of the reasons I have such fond memories of it, is that's what I want to do. I want to roll through. I want to. We we keep talking about these uh, relationships you have with your Pokemon, and I, I want to experience that in the world. I don't want to go do a talent show or do a movie or whatnot like. That type of stuff has always bothered me. Um, and by extension, it's like, again, why do I care about these Team Rockets and whatnot? Um, I'm 10 years old. Like, I I should not have left home, let alone be taking on, like, this huge corporation. And so a combination of it just it doesn't make sense to me, like, story-wise. Yep. Let alone how I could take on, like, 200 different people in this. But it just, it just seemed like something I, I wish I could have skipped. I want to experience the game. I want to experience my journey. And that seems like padding to make the game long. Whereas I know it's stupid. Nobody ever asks like, hey, I want less content. Uh, Which you can still have the content, but I'd rather have it be completely and utterly optional. And sure, maybe give somebody an extra Pokemon if they finished it. But I I personally, I would not play through any of it. Interesting. You know, for myself, what I would like is not not something like that, but rather than... uh taking that out, giving the choice to join the uh, crime syndicate or whatever, the bad guys, and then just going down yeah. the story. Like, joining <laughs> Team Rocket. Or no, no, ha- not not joining it, just taking it over it. Oh, yeah, yeah, or just, even that, Literally just taking it. being Giovanni. Yes. That'd be awesome. That would I'd be really cool, a, too. I would play a Pokemon Evil Crime Syndicate management sim. <laughs> that That's really interesting to me. Yeah, someone made this was going around Facebook around. It's like another one of those like Nuzlocke challenge type things where someone made a thing called the Team Rocket Challenge. And it's literally it's basically just like you win when you catch every legendary and every Pokemon and you only you're limited to using poison and like bug types. Yes. I don't know. It was, I don't remember. I remember all the details. It was like That's you have rough. to only use Pokemon that Team Rocket grunts use. And so what, it's not only poison and bug. Let's see, you you could probably use a sand shrew, I guess. A coughing. Maybe maybe a ratata, like ten of them. 
it, it'd be a lot of normal poison and ground, I guess. Yeah. You know, you know what, you know what else I would like? I would like to see more trainers that have, aside from the gym leaders who have like good teams, because I always love it. How like, you're just walking down the road and this one kid is like, and like, like, Hey you let's battle. And he has like a team of like one zigzagoon. And I'm just like, you got my number. I hate that. <laughs> You're like 40 hours in and you play a guy that has a level eight. And it's like, well, why are you Which, out here? Why are we another, that's other? another minor complaint about the, about Kanto. And I get, and I, they, they, the levels of the wild Pokemon you encounter are set to the areas like they would be mm-hmm. when in, in gen one. So if you, oh. and you end up, you end up in Pallet town near the end of that, of that story, well, I guess storyline, whatever. Fighting level and three. Encountering level, exactly. Oh no. All the, oh, all no. the trainers <laughs> have like, all the trainers have like level 50 Pokemon, but all the wild Pokemon are like level three. And it's like, like, we well, just hang out in this part of town to feel superior. Uh, it's safe. <laughs> I'll just sit here and route four with my level 10 Rattata and my level 10 Rattata. <laughs> Taking on all comers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I know it's uh, one of those things that always makes, uh, the Elite Four seems so amazing because they have a full party. Or a lot of those. Yeah, they're actually good. But I, I wish there was more trainers that had that. Mm-hmm. I, I want that toe-to-toe, like, we have to duke this out. Um, That's um, where I where you get that, at least from my memory, is uh, the world tournament stuff at the end of Black 2 and White 2. Where yeah. you, uh, you can enter tournaments... Uh, that have every gym leader from Pokemon history and every elite four member from Pokemon his or sorry every what? champion from Pokemon history oh, yeah. at the yeah. end it's yeah. it is super Fantastic. cool yeah and that's, it's, that's uh, the reason I bought that game but never played it and uh and also I mean I think Marcos mentioned this in the uh, in the previous episode but um when you do those world tournament matches they have music remixes of the gym leader and fight music from those respective games and they're all super cool it was it's the only pokemon game where i've put a lot of time into a sort of you know try hard battling post game because it had added nostalgia value and challenge value and uh the teams were all diverse and interesting so Mm -hmm. yeah like, like that was the one game type that sort of satisfied that um, need for more challenge and diversity without actually going out of your way, like doing a rocket challenge or a nuzlocke challenge. Uh, so yeah, um, I Even barely, then, I, I barely scratched the platinum post game at all. It was I just went to the island and then saved my game and then waited for the podcast to start recording. <laughs> but even going back to, I feel like um, part of that sense of fighting other people's teams is supposed to come from the the community and multiplayer aspect of Pokemon, which has been a thing yeah. of the series since its inception. That was yeah, I, I think that was the original concept came from using the link cable. You're absolutely um, right, yeah. but it's also something I'm not interested in doing at all. Yeah. <laughs> I hate other I've, people. I've I've i battled some of my friends. <laughs> I battled and I played online once and got steamrolled by like a carnivine and i was like i don't understand what? how competitive battling works like no it wasn't it was a ferrothorn whatever still I, I don't understand competitive pokemon that well so i was just getting it's a random pokemon just being like screw there are, this i don't there like are you. hundreds of thousands of words on the internet all about competitive pokemon it like web uh, websites like smogon take that very seriously yeah and, and uh, I'm just like, it's, it's I'm not just something like, you're willing my- to do 
Yeah. And I'm just like, here's my team of HM slaves. And yep. I just, I, I battle my, I battle my friends. I fought my battle, my, my cousin, like at Christmas. I'm like, that's fun. That's, that's a good time. But yeah, it's not really competitive. It's, I have the same feelings towards competitive smash. It's like, okay, I acknowledge that this exists, but it's not what I want out of the game. It's not a real fighting game. I agree. I, I I wouldn't. I honestly would probably not argue with that. But I would just say I'll throw down on N sixty four Smash with anyone, <laughs> any day. God, well, his life. Sure. For like Christ. five years of my life, that was. You can play yeah. as Pokemon in Smash. That means it's topical. That's true. <laughs> and and um, I think Pokken Tournament is gonna come gonna make hit it. consoles soon. That looks that looks so fun. That, I want it. That. <laughs> It appeals to me more than Smash does, but because uh, I mean I'm I'm a jerk that really likes traditional fighters like Street Fighter and Tekken. Totally. But uh, that uh, oh, that Tekken. yeah that that's a really fascinating concept. I I'm interested to see that one in the wild. Too bad it's on a dead platform. <laughs> I like my Wii U. The, the NX might be backwards compatible. Maybe it probably will be. It's gonna have to be. So this is yeah. really terrible of me, but so I got a Wii for a really ridiculously good deal. Um, but like a like, couple months later, I saw it on Groupon for like, it was something crazy for like 50 bucks with like 10 games. So I'm holding out to get a Wii U until it goes on Groupon. Wow. That's pretty that good. Impressive. Yeah. Groupon uh, is pretty good. I, I've thought about getting a Wii U. I, I usually get consoles late because I, I believe in never, ever, ever buying a console for one game. So I yeah. always wait until there's at least seven or eight games I want on a console before getting it. The Wii U is hitting is right around that seven or eight mark for me now. So it's really? it's temp- it's tempting. Yeah, there's a there's what there's um, Xenoblade Chronicles X. There's a couple good Mario games. There's Bayonetta two. Um, Pocket Tournament Splatoon. is interesting to me. Uh, Splatoon is awesome. Yeah, I've only played that once, but it was fun. Um, Mario I think, Kart Smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna get your Nintendo exclusives, which are. And you'll you usually get a couple good ones a year at least, and I like like I said I think the Wii U is hitting that seven or eight range that has me tempted mm-hmm. but not tempted enough and because I'm, you know I, I'm not, I'm not suffering financially but I'm not well enough well off enough to just buy a console when I want one. Buy it straight yeah. totally. And, uh, we don't have to get on this topic, but for me there's only two games. Yep, that I got two. That's it. <laughs> it's Mario 3D and Mario Maker. Ugh, Mario. maybe Mario Maker. I just. I haven't been excited about a Mario game since Galaxies. I can't play Xenoblade until I beat the first one. You uh, mm. all right? I I love the first one, but that that's a ninety-hour slog. So yeah, you know. with, with, with with you having a child in the house, Xenoblade might not be a sustainable game it, selection. New 3DS and also Secret. I didn't really like the game when I played it. All right, you you thought that, but you never left the first town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That it, game it, I didn't gosh, really play. We've had yeah. this discussion. We've had this discussion. You actually played the game. It gets better. <laughs> well, I played a while. I, I wander around. I completed all the little stuff. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta complete I'm, things. I'm going to say something that makes me angry at myself because I hate it. Uh, that game doesn't get good until a few hours in, and I know that, that I know. means I, I hate saying that because I, I'm basically telling you to waste hours of your life that you don't that you aren't enjoying playing a video game. So it's fun. it's like Final Fantasy Thirteen. No, it's more like Wolfenstein: The New Order. Bad it's, two hours, and then amazing game. Once the game opens up, it is one of the best RPGs of that pri- previous generation. But uh, yeah. 
if you spend too much time in that first town in the first cave, you will absolutely get too bored and not want to play it. Yeah. Mm. Which is exactly what happened. Yep. <laughs> um, so GameStop so, got my like hundred bucks for it and Yeah. Oh yeah, the game that game got weirdly rare. I forgot. Yeah, it did. Um now it's I was back. Run, but very limited print run. Yeah. Um but let's go back to Pokemon. I, I think we kind of covered a lot of our bases of what we played. Um, we've touched on this, but I kind of wanted to wrap up the discussion talking about what we would want in the future of Pokemon. Kind of the future of the series that we've already been announced, and then kind of what what excites us about that, and if we could just kind of like dream really quickly, what would we want for the series? Well, I'm... Uh, I'll 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 say something that we've that we already went over near the beginning. Like, uh, we can talk about these Pokemon games almost interchangeably because they're so similar. Uh, the most interesting Pokemon games, are the ones that do something crazy, that uh, that you know, are rein- that are that totally reinterpret the world and cast of Pokemon into a new format. Pokemon Pokemon tournament looks really cool. I would play that theoretical Pokemon Far Cry game we talked about. Oh. A <laughs> Any kind of survival, survival horror Pokemon? That would an be open, an open world Pokemon catching extravaganza? Sure. We're, that that's We're, we're getting Pokemon Professor RPG. We're getting Pokemon Professor Layton starring Danny oh. DeVito, so yeah. <laughs> hopefully starring Danny DeVito, but uh and Pokemon yeah. Go for open world. I would settle for Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> like the Pokemon games are so bind as being a specific kind of game that anything that really de- deviates from that significantly is interesting to me. Yeah, so I'm going to go easier than any of that i would like a game that has all the generations so you start gen one you beat it you do your elite four you are able to move to the second island you go on gen two exactly like they did with silver and gold but in the inverse i'd want to go through all the generations you Uh, and everyone else yeah kind of similar i just want uh a game where like we were talking about you don't need a stupid team doing really dumb things that distract you but it really is just here is a world you can kind of go about it as you see fit, like Zelda 1 with its dungeons. You know, go wherever you want first, but there are certain areas that the grass, you know, is going to have harder Pokemon kind of thing. Pokemon Dark Souls. And as you level up, you know, kind of like how uh, Bethesda does their games, have trainers and the wildlife kind of level up around with you. So once your Pokemon are level, let's say, 10, then everything you're going to be finding is now level 10 to 15 or 10 to 17 or whatever. And so on and so forth. So it's an ever-evolving thing, and you, you'll you never be in an area where you're fighting a level 5 in the grass, because that's just where you happen to be. But uh, I also kind of just want it for the sake of, I think, what they could... They could do this if they went back to 2D, and then just do a huge, huge game. Yeah. And I think, really... You, it doesn't need to be 3D. It looks great with 2D sprites and a little bit of effects and the 3D uh, just figures and all the rest of it look cool, but it doesn't really do that much for me for Pokemon. I just don't think it's necessary. I'm a, I'm a really, I thought, that I thought because people, I thought people loved I, the 3D. I think they do. 3D looks, I think 3D looks fantastic. I just don't care. See, I think, I think that the the change to 3D is really a big part of X and Y's success. Yeah. If I'm being honest, and I like, agree. If you and, and I and I and I'm I'm gonna admit I'm I am the kind of person who like played Pokemon Coliseum and state in Stadium and all those like console Pokemon games, which 
it just be, and it, and part of the novelty was seeing the Pokemon in 3D, 3D. and and that's and Kalos and I'm apparently one of like the five people on the planet who actually likes Coliseum, but <laughs> I and it and honestly I played, Coliseum, it, I played it but did not like it. <laughs> Coliseum kind of in terms of like doing something different. You don't have an explorable world map. You select towns from a, like a, you select towns from like a like a field map, and then you go you like travel there. Um, you have a limited roster of Pokemon, limited to the shadow Pokemon that you can catch. You have to then physically battle with them and train alongside them and befriend them to purify their hearts. Um, and they gradually get better moves. Um, and occasionally, it's like, not selling out me on you. replaying the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I, I thought. I thought it was weird and interesting for what it, how it was different from the other RPGs, but it was it, it was not fun. And catching some of the legendary ones from the uh, you know the the leaders of whatever crime oh, organization yeah, you're fighting, legendaries in a trainer battle was not fun. Yeah, no, it, it was miserable. I spent like two and a half or over an hour trying to catch Entei off of some mook, and then and then just gave up on the game forever. Well, that, that's I, I, did, I didn't like Coliseum. That's where my no legendary policy actually came in handy because I just killed all the legendaries and then used the infinite master ball glitch during the post game. Nice. Hmm. Maybe that's why I like Coliseum <laughs> because I could exploit it. Fair enough. But but for I never me, played. Like, sorry, go ahead. Sequel. No, I was just gonna say I never played. It got a sequel XD, and I never played that. And I, I didn't play it either. It's weird though, Josh, because you said how you know you like, and you guys were mentioning how everyone loves the 3D in the newer Pokemon games and or 3D figures and characters. And I did like that; like it made it a, that was the really fun part for me about playing X and Y or Y specifically was seeing a world done in 3D. But once I get into the battles, it's like okay, after I've fought you know let's say a Pidgey three times, I'm like I I don't need to see it flying. We're just kind of floating in space and if i left this on we'd just be floating in space forever it's kind of it, it just seems unnecessary and i think they could have such a huge world if it's in 2d i know that now or whenever we get our the nx or whatever that portable version of it's going to be i'm sure it'll be strong enough to handle a disgustingly large world in 3d mm. as well but mm. i just don't that for whatever reason in my really... head i just think like a giant sprawling uh pokemon all right. beautiful 2D sprites would just be killer. All right, all right, right. Riddle me this, Chris. Um, we're staying 3D. We're staying on the NX. But we're yeah, having your, uh, Josh's idea of going to every Pokemon setting ever. If they could do that, I would be in. No, no, no. I'm not done. Except it's Pokemon. <laughs> except it's Pokemon Snap 2. Oh, screw that. Not touching that shit. Yeah. Come on. Day one. Day it, one. It, it, it's a smartphone instead of a camera. Boom. Oh, I hate you that, that billion dollar idea. God, I'm not gonna is. lie, I'm super excited for Pokemon Go. Yeah, I'm too. I have, like Pokemon Go. The fact that they that haven't done bananas. Pokemon Snap, Snap for Wii U is a travesty. Mike, you are you are a bad person. Mm -hmm. That's funny. It is. I just, it, I just Snap I just love 2 fun, should be on Wii U. I just love fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to make use of a, a selfie stick to get all the pictures. God, yes. Pokemon Snap seems like such a dumb concept on paper, but every but it is, is, is it is it's dumb fun. It's it's great. I bought Africa on the PS3 just to get some of that Pokemon that Snap joy? feeling back. Yeah. yeah just taking pictures of <laughs> elephants the on the savanna. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. That, that's a pretty. That was a pretty game. I remember that. That, that was a really cool game. It was. And and again, another game that a lot of its popularity came from. Hey, look, you actually can see the Pokemon in a 3D environment and yes. kind of interact with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I was I was gonna can I can I do my dream games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hit us. Okay. Well, my first dream game isn't really a dream at all because I'm convinced that we're going to get a Pokemon Z announcement really soon. Um, um, because it just seems like the time is right. 20th anniversary stuff going on. But um, I do really want a console, po- a full console Pokemon game. And it doesn't have to be like that. That is more in the spirit of the traditional games than, Colise- than even Coliseum was like. I still like I want to be able to catch wild Pokemon. I want to be able to explore this region. I want to be able to see my Pokemon in glorious high definition. Um, I like and then it doesn't have to be um, every region, every like every Pokemon. I don't think that's even feasible, but uh, something just make a new region. Don't make it Gen 7 on consoles because I feel like then then people would riot. But like, make a side game or something that is a console Pokemon RPG, speaking and I would be totally game. Speaking of side games, what was the DS like? Nobunaga was it Nobunaga's ambition with uh, Pokemon uh, Conquest? That's what it was. Pokemon yeah. Conquest. Did anyone play that? Was it great? It's 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 awesome. Yeah. See, that actually, that kind of a game is also what I would like again. I just need, actually need to play Conquest because when I remember reading that review and thinking that this was a game made for me, and then I just never got around to playing it. Yeah, you should definitely play it. It's like, and they actually, they actually make fun of, um, make fun of some of the Pokemon like traditions, like because all the generals and stuff have like their own Pokemon that are like their companions in battle, <laughs> and then they they hear tell of foreign nations that keep their Pokemon trapped in balls and are they like, laugh appalled. About <laughs> 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 I gotta play. Oh jeez. It's it's a it's a great it's a great kind of like combination of like yeah this is a, this is a strategy RPG with Pokemon but it's also kind of like a sly like winging references to how weird Pokemon is. Yeah, so great. I want to touch on something you said, Peter. Uh, I actually disagree about I wanting it on a console. Okay. Uh, I, I it's been this weird thing as I've gotten older. I progressively only want to play RPGs on portable devices. And there is something about Pokemon that it's always been on like some sort of Game Boy unit. It yeah, seems, and I get that. It seems really weird, and it's, it seems kind of contrary to how I want to grind and how I just kind of want to play well, that. that. But it that's why I said so I right. wouldn't. That, that's why I said I wouldn't want Gen Seven to be a console game. I want the next mainline Pokemon title, like on whatever the NX's portable equivalent is, or whatever. And maybe given that we don't know a, a thing concrete about the NX, but given the fact that they're supposed to work together, maybe you would have a console version and a handheld version that like communicated or something. I don't know. Mm. But like, no, I, 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 I see where you're coming from. And I agree that I wouldn't want like the main Pokemon games on there, but I would love to see more console spinoffs that have a little more like meats to them, I guess. How crazy would it be if, if the NX version would be like, you take the portable you take the game portably and train your Pokemon. Maybe com- you know fight some other uh, trainers in the world that you can meet up with, and then you come back to your console and there's just like a completely different game that you play with those same Pokemon. That could be really cool. Yeah. Oh, I was also going to say uh, Amiibos. Ugh. They're almost. I almost guarantee. I guarantee that the next Pokemon game will have Amiibo functionality of some sort. Ugh. I second and- both of those size. But people have also been saying, and I don't know if there's any truth to this. I'm not making a truth claim. You done, Josh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's not a sigh. And, that's just a moan. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. No, someone and some uh, my uh, someone a friend of mine was saying like they're gonna make a Pokemon game where they're gonna make an amiibo for every single Pokemon, like all seven hundred and twenty of the little buggers. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But if it amiibos are the I worst would... thing to ever happen to the gaming world, the Virtual Boy had more worth than amiibos. I'm I'm looking at my shelf. Those are and strong words. Et on. The ET on game a, back in the day on, on, on Atari. On Atari twenty six hundred, yeah, no. that one was more yeah, worthwhile than Amiibos. Stop talking. Just don't even. Atari Amiibos e. have become collectible figures. They have no purpose for any game. That's what they're. They are. They're not even good collectibles. Amiibos are the worst. <laughs> I think great they chess need. Pieces. I, <laughs> I think that Amiibos. <laughs> That's awesome. I think Amiibos need to be better integrated into games if they're going to continue doing them. Yes, they do. like. Yes, they, they just should be. <laughs> It's already they too just announced late, that they already screwed up. Well, and I like I have a few that I that I've collected. I'm not going to buy any more except Cloud when they inevitably make Cloud. But like, but I don't know. They're 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 harmless fun. I like shovel. They're not out. harmless farm. Okay. okay. All right. Oh man. Wow. I have I have awakened. <laughs> I heard the, the exhaust gosh. on that yeah. one. <laughs> I had to sit up for this. Dorm. No, it is not harmless fun. Nintendo keeps great. screwing around with just random. BS that nobody cares about and we all keep saying oh it's cute because it's Nintendo they'll figure it out eventually they'll come back and do stuff that everybody else cares about and Amiibos is this next step and everybody's like well you know what I love Cloud I love Mario I'm gonna buy this BS that nobody actually cares about that has no worth and Nintendo's gonna keep stamping out okay okay look Josh I I am not interested in Amiibos I don't own any but you are you are objectively false Saying that nobody cares about them, some they shouldn't care. Some, about them. some people are are freak. Yeah, some people are freaking obsessed. They by should them. not care about them because they they are like they are the epitome of everybody that's been complaining about since basically since the sixty four was done about how they have not like they progressively not cared about their core fans. They are uh, pandering to those core fans with these amiibos and they're making money so they don't have to make anything that's good. No, it's a stall tactic. That's that's most of what it is. It's while they're figuring stuff out, this is the one thing they have going for them. While the Wii U has, you know, it has its dedicated fan base, just like let's say the Vita does, but it's not successful. And I so, mean, this is the stopgap. I just don't see it as anything different from just collecting any other oh, kind totally. of game merch. Like, it's like how Square Enix makes a lot of money off of uh, Play Arts Kai. I mean, it's the same thing. And you know what? I'm not spending $200 on a cloud figurine, but I will gladly spend 12 on one. Yeah. People love Nintendo characters and people love uh, collectibles, so yeah. it's logical that they're as successful as they are. And honestly, if, if I was... 10 now instead of 10 20 years ago yeah i i would i would yeah i would think that um like toys that could become characters in video games like by connecting them to my console whatever i would have thought that was the dopest thing imaginable i would have wanted anything i would have wanted every skylander and every amiibo but alas i'm not i'm not really interested in those now all the skylanders and all the disney infinity characters they do something Amiibos Beyond being, I really don't. You, you, can like, upload, yeah. you can upload things into Smash. They give you uh, bonuses in the new Mario and Luigi game, which is which is very good, by the way. But it uh, breaks the Mario and Luigi game. Yeah, it gives you free items that normally are expensive or difficult to find. Really? But yeah, yeah it, it just completely breaks it. It's, it's, it's compatible with. Uh, 
it's compatible with a certain number of them. I, I don't, maybe it's like the six 20. standard ones that okay. are for sure, like that, that come with that can come with it or something. I don't know. And it, it I think you could use each one something like once a a day or once. I don't know exactly how it works. I guess I've once a fight. It. I've yeah, I've avoided the amiibo stuff in that because I don't own any. But yeah, amiibos are. Uh, yeah, um, they're an interesting thing, and I agree with Peter that if there is a lar- ever a, a large-scale Pokemon game for NX, it's going to have ami- Amiibo functionality because those things print money. and they They make ridiculous amount of money for Yeah, them. and it, I understand you have strong feelings about them, Josh, but uh, the, the reality of the situation is not supporting your worldview on no, this, man. And look, Josh, I, in all fairness, I'm with you in that I wish they would focus on other stuff, but... Like everyone else said, I understand why Amiibos are being made by Nintendo. Granted, yeah. I would say that if they're going to do an NX thing, I would almost prefer it to be more Toys for Bob-esque so that it is more like a Skylanders and not Amiibos. Because to me, Amiibos are just plastic you put on your shelf, yep. whereas the Skylanders are useful. So I would yep. rather have that where I could bring my Pikachu like Skylander over to someone's house and be like, it's level 30 now. Let's fight. <laughs> Plug it into the little thing. Use the portal, put it in the game. Super fun. I didn't realize I, I was going to Josh ignite Steven. such a fire. Yeah, I, I, I really, really dislike Amiibos. Hey, Josh, maybe, when's your birthday we so we can all send you an Amiibo? March 31st. Send Guys, me all the Amiibos that you want. Amiibos. <laughs> send me Save all the, the Amiibos you want. You just resell them. Uh, Man. I completely different note. <laughs> Yeah, we should leave this track. Yeah, I, I can't talk about Amiibos anymore. So, um, what was everyone's final team? Oh, right. No, no, no. I have one. I have really yeah, right. one quick thing first. So, growing up, like, what we just did with, like, what we wanted from Pokemon, I played that nonstop, like, in my head. And, like, I'd have arguments and whatnot with people or, like, those, like, pie sky discussions. And I kind of fell off of Pokemon for a while. And then Nino Kuni came around. And I think, in a lot of ways, that's what I always wanted from a Pokemon game. Mm. So I just wanted to say that I wanted to give a shout out for Nino Kuni because that game is fantastic. Yep. That's a pretty, pretty game. Um, it, was just, it, was, it was pretty. That's and weird. one of the things I was trying to think of why... Shut your mouth, Peter. I think it overall yeah, is it better. Is, I, I think Pokemon is better in every regard. With the, the first 150 of Pokemon were fantastic. And you can make arguments about here or there, all the generations after that. But one of the great things about Nino Kuni was there was just personality. Like... Between like Mr. Drippy and like all the other stuff there, and I the voices. Yep. There, there's it feels more like a living, breathing world. And I think that's one of the things I liked about Pokemon X is switching that 3D. It felt more alive. Huh. Okay. I know it's still at the core. It's a lot of in a lot of regards, it's the exact same, but it felt more alive to me. So um, even those little things of seeing the wings move and all the rest of it with a Pidgey, it just, it made it feel a little bit more logical. Right. And alive. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's ultimately where Nino Kuni really excelled. Is it felt it felt like it was living and breathing. Yeah, um, fantastic, magical, just yeah. tremendous world. I love that game. But now so we can go on to to was it whoever said that we should talk about our final? Hey, that was my suggestion. But I well, think we kind of talked about that for the most part. Kind of, right? yeah. We've hinted did, to it by did saying... Did you just want to say it. yours? Because I think you're the only one that didn't no, say no, yours. No, that's not true. I think other people said, didn't say... Oh, damn, I really? Wow, that's kind of sad. No, <laughs> I didn't... I, I said I had a Typhlosion and an Umbreon, and that's basically... You guys, I just want to share my Pokemon. I used five Pokemon, Pokemon across two different games. 
That's right. You just used one through one. Well, I I had a Snorlax in the party, but he never had to. I ne- I never had to get him out because Mew was just too strong. Yeah, I used I used Snorlax. That was that was for yellow. It was Snorlax. Yeah, you did. Last, oh, damn straight. I used uh, Jigglypuff <laughs> until I got my Snorlax, and then that was great. Or Wigglytuff, I should say. So it was Except Pikachu, Charizard, Blastoise, Haunter. Yeah, best Pokemon in the game. Oh God, he's broken. It's beautiful. And uh, what was the one I was missing? Charizard, Blastoise, Pikachu. Did, didn't have anyone to trade Snorlax, with to make it to make it a Gengar. <laughs> no, did not have that. I don't think the Gengars is good. Well, I'm all right. <laughs> just use Hypnosis Dream Eater on everything, and it just, just fantastic. It's, as a kid, I had to convince myself that Alakazam and Gengar weren't as good as Kadabra okay. and Hunter, because I could never get them. <laughs> That's awesome. But and uh, the yeah. one time I found somebody to trade with, they stole my Pokemon and left. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's terrible. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, that that would have. I don't think that that ever happened to me. Um, but yeah, that would have been traumatizing if it had. That's that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was my team. Oh yeah, and Lapras was the uh, was the Pokemon I had for Surf. I always rolled with uh, Gyarados for Surf. Mm. I never realized yeah. that Gyarados was so great until I started playing through Sapphire. Double weak against electric, though. Got to be careful. Yeah, very it careful. It is. Garrett, my Gyarados in in Gen in Soul Silver is um because there's three water HMs in that game, so it and it's my go-to for all of them. So it knows waterfall, surf, and um whirlpool, which is useless. <laughs> so it it's not the not best Gyarados, but, huh? Doesn't isn't isn't oh shoot is does a uh... Ruby and Sapphire have dive and waterfall and surf. Right. So, but, think, but I, in that game, yeah. I always had a um, Swamper. It, so it was there are, there are too many, there are too many HMs, man. They should, they should have just used the, the four non flash ones from red and blue and just kept those. And that's it. Yeah. If we're talking about design, it so that they could just intrinsically do it. Yeah. Yeah. If we're, if we're talking about design quirks that need changing HMs, just lose them. They're not yep. fun. Yeah. Although I am glad how in the new ones you can uh, forget them. Get I don't you. mind them, you oh. know, doing a slightly a slightly Metrovania thing of like limiting the world to, uh, until you've learned certain skills. I don't mind that design philosophy. It's just, I mean, Platinum had eight of them, and I, and it it just became a pain at there. At least at least Strength and Surf, you know, do something that is you know really tangible. easy to understand and are and and tangible and are decent moves in battle like yeah like mm-hmm. like who gives an f about flash that's so annoying it, it's yeah it's a stupid move that, my and, and not and not very many pokemon can learn it either it was i i i resented having to put flash on my pikachu when i when i played replayed red a month ago or this, this yeah, past and then, month and then soul silver has like whirlpool and rock climb and it's like why yeah, why do yeah, i exactly. need any of this come on you didn't need that whirlpool there. You could have just made that a regular pool that you had to surf across. Mm-hmm. But it's just yeah. too many HMs. Rabble, We're all just old. We're all just old and hate and hate new interesting things. Totally, like except ami- like amiibos. Like those amiibos. 
Yeah. I feel like I feel like the amiibos soured the entire conversation. Now we're just bitter old men. No, oh, I'm, I'm so I, happy. I'm happy. I finally got to mention that in a podcast. That we gave. You're happy you that you're out. happy that you dragged us down to your level. <laughs> so for the end of the year podcast, we were supposed to have best trends and worst trends, and oh, yeah, best trends was out, going to be. Uh, yeah, best trends for me was going to be uh, more announcements like Fallout Four. They announce it, and then like three months later, it comes out. Happens. And That's then. Nice. Uh, my number one negative was Amiibos. And I was, I had like, I had like notes, like key points that I wanted to touch on. I had like a full yeah, like dissertation. You had this on... anti-Amiibo manifesto. Oh, no. Yo, I was fully prepped. And I, it was the saddest thing. I'm looking at the podcast. I was like, we're running out of time. I'm not going to be able to do this. And I'm like, it's breaking slowly. Like, So I was like, so I know this is game of the year podcast, but if we cut out the game of the year section, I could still rant. Could we do best and worst trends? Yeah, but you would have you would have added like a half hour to the podcast because we oh, were just I, I yelling at each other. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally would buy that as a audible book, like, just having you voice it for like thirty minutes. <laughs> so that was no, the other he, thing is, he, I, you, I, could I, hire, you could hire Chris to voice it. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's the, that's the work that he's doing right now. So, yeah. so that was the other thing is, I was like, well, you know, I could just like sit at home and record something by myself. Be like, I have all the notes done. On the road, just I don't actually need anybody to give input. Yeah, you don't. You don't need a podcast. Just make a vlog of your of your anti amiibo uh, aggression. Please. That's, that's actually going to be our next Sunday stream. Is oh. just Josh talking about amiibos uh, for all day. <laughs> no, we're here with Joshua Fury on uh, an amiibo topic. The worst. I am filled with rage. The worst. Um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, have, thank I you for joining us for our uh, RPG fans number one amiibo podcast. Yay! <laughs> sometimes um, talk about Pokemon. Yeah, um, sometimes. Hey, go play Nino Kuni. Um, yes, or don't. Stop. But uh, so that was this month's game, Pokemon. Um, next month, Retro Encounter is doing uh, kind of like an indie game month. We'll be playing through Gone Home to the Mew. Ah, uh, I did to that last. Mute. I did that last it's time too. Pronounced to the, it's pronounced <laughs> to the mute. I literally last time said the same exact thing. Um, that's how it's pronounced. I don't understand what the controversy is. <laughs> so we're gonna be playing three games that month. So just one. We're gonna play Gone Home to the Moon, and Juniper's not. Um, we'll only have one podcast dedicated to each game, with a rotating cast for each one. So kind of like we normally do for each month, but just kind of condensed into one small month. I. Uh, so yeah, jump on that. Um, it'll be more closer. I think we got more sidetracked than normal for Pokemon. I think we'll be back to our normal. Hey, here's what's going on with story. What do we think about these trends? What does this symbol symbolism mean? And all that crazy stuff that we. What are your opinion uh, on amiibos? Yeah. Oh, what was the uh, amiibo minute? Don't worry, that's coming. That'll be a bonus round. Coming to uh, bon soon. bonus round starring Josh and only Josh ranting about amiibos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I had some free time. But if you guys want to complain about me complaining about amiibos, you have thoughts about Pokemon, or you have thoughts about any of the other games we talk about, or you want to mention more games, uh, you can always voice your thoughts and opinions uh, either through email at retro.rpgfan.com, on our boards at rpgfan.com something something forms something click on forms um and then please go to itunes review we love those five star reviews helps us out tremendously 
But in the meantime, that's going to do it for us at Show Encounter. Thank you for listening. Chicorita! <laughs> I would like to order a chicorita with guacamole. Hold the sour cream on my chicorita. <laughs> I forgot about that! Oh, it's going to be happy. Uh... <laughs>